Good morning, Mike Broomhead. Good morning, Jamie. How are you? I'm doing great. Busy news morning. Lots to yeah. talk about for you today, huh? Yeah, it's, it seems like it never ends. Oh, it, my it, goodness. What a character we had on with us this morning. Who did you? Oh, I, I missed it. Secretary of State Adrian oh, Fontes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. We talking. learned all sorts of non-cuss words like <laughs> hoo-ha and balderdash. <laughs> He, I like the way he tries to filter himself. He, he uh, does a good job of filtering himself. Well, he does. Uh, most of the most time. Most of the time, yes, yes. he does. Yes, he does. Thanks, Jamie. Uh, good morning, everyone. We are going to start this morning with what happened in Kansas City yesterday at the celebration for the Super Bowl win, back-to-back wins for the Kansas City Chiefs. We're going to talk a lot about this. You're going to hear a lot of what people have to say. Um, it is... Uh, Interesting what they want people to do um, and how they want to fix these things. I want you to hear a little bit of the report, the amount of people injured in this. This is the uh, police chief of Kansas City, Stacy Graves. We have confirmed there is uh, one deceased person. Our gunshot wound total has went up to 22. So 22 people injured. There's one person dead uh, of the group. Um and so the types of injuries that were there, this is the fire chief, this were the injuries of what happened there that day. We had eight what we considered immediately life-threatening patients. We had seven with uh, life-threatening injuries, and we had six that were at minor injuries. So there were a couple of people that uh, jumped in when they saw what was happening, and we still don't have details. Three people have been taken into custody. Right now they're called, They're as far as I know, I haven't seen an update, but the, they're detained. That doesn't mean they've been arrested. Weapons have been recovered, although we don't know how many and what the calibers of those rep- weapons were. But there were a couple of people that intervened and tackled gunmen and tackled people with firearms. Here is one, uh, uh, one of the two fans who chased down the shooter. This is Trey Filter. I didn't see him coming. I just saw a flash and a turn. I believe I chased him a little bit. Um, he also uh, said he hoped he jumped at the right time at the right person. Couldn't see much. Um, I heard that uh, get him. Uh, I saw a flash next to me, and um, I remember I jumped and remember thinking, "I hope this is the food they were talking about." So this is unfortunately, sadly, this is. Um, it ruins it, it not only does it take lives it changes lives forever and what happened at this event is something that the police and we're going to let you hear from the police in a moment they thought that they had done everything they could um but the public getting involved stopped this from being much worse and then it could have been here is another one of the people that intervened someone named paul Contreras. i never think about it, it was just a reaction i didn't hesitate it was just just do it so I went to go tackle him, and another gentleman did the same thing. And as I'm tackling him, I see his weapon either fall out of his hand or out of his sleeve because he was wearing a long jacket. So immediately when this happens, uh, we have no details, no details whatsoever on the people who did the shooting, why they did the shooting, what motive could have been. But immediately we have people that are jumping on the train that want to talk about this. We're going to talk about it. We're going to get into this conversation. Uh, uh, John Rizzo is the uh, senator from Independence, Missouri. Here's what he had to say. They're still going to have to figure out exactly what happened and how it transpired. But the, the, the last decade of loosening gun laws in the state of Missouri, I'm sure, did not help uh, the situation today. That's I, I, that's that's a ridiculous thing to say. I'm just I apologize. It's a ridiculous thing to say to say that 
We haven't gotten the investigation done. We don't know what happened, but our laws didn't help. So now he wants this. This is listen. Listen for the key word might in this. Could it be prevented 110 percent? No. But if you have an opportunity to do something, why would you not? And and that's the situation, the question that the Republican Party of the state of Missouri has to answer uh, over and over for the last decade as to why they've continued to loosen gun laws. Let me explain. Uh, so, and I'm, I'm going to be on the defensive here for a moment, but I want to go back to another thing. If you haven't seen the documentary, there is a documentary on the Boston bombing that happened years ago, um, the Zarnayev brothers. And what they used was very common household items to do the same kind of damage. Um, they used pressure cooker bombs in backpacks. They dropped off along the parade, or along the route. I was going to say parade route, along the marathon route in what is one of the iconic events in America. America, which is the Boston Marathon and indiscriminately took lives and injured children and people lost limbs. It was a horrific, murderous act by people using common household items. The point is when you have maniacs that are going to do something horrible and we don't know if this was an attack on a crowd if this was a gang shooting between two people that they didn't care if other people were injured, there were three people taken into custody. We don't have any of those answers, but immediately people want to jump on this train. And what bothers me about this is instead of talking about the loss of life, instead of talking about possibly now in a moment, the people who do such things. So what happens on the other side of what the senator had to say there? What happens if we learn about the shooters, if we have identified shooters in this crowd? What if they turn out to be people that are felons that their state laws already prohibit them from having guns? Isn't that proof then, or wouldn't that be proof that there are already laws in place to prevent these people from having firearms, but they had them anyway? So limiting access to other people wouldn't have stopped these people from doing it. And the reason why I bring this up and the reason why I'm frustrated by this is because if we really want to stop these things from happening, if we really will, if you notice, we haven't heard much about the shooting at the Houston church because it, it is, it's something that people are uncomfortable talking about, which is somebody that was exhibiting signs of severe mental illness. Now, the fact that this person was transgender and you use the phrase mental illness is very taboo in our society because you don't want to connect the two because by saying someone is transgender and has a mental illness, you're connecting the two as if you have to be mentally ill to be transgender. And so that is a whole different politically correct argument we don't want to have. But in that case, we do know what happened. We do know they had Palestine, she had Palestine written on the gun. We do know that neighbors have said with the neighborhood um, watch group have said for a long time, we've called the authorities. We knew this was going to happen. Something should have been done a long time ago. If we don't start having conversations about who the people are that are doing these things, I don't care that she was transgender. That's not the issue. The issue is there is somebody that was exhibiting dangerous signs of mental illness and nothing was done. We're going to talk later on in the show in the 10 o'clock hour. We're going to talk about a $6 million lawsuit against the Chandler Unified School District in the goons beatings that have happened in the East Valley. And why? Because family members are saying, we told the administration. We told the administration about threats. We told the administration about bullying and intimidation. And they didn't do anything until after somebody got hurt. And they should have done something and intervened much sooner. So whether it's on a smaller scale, like getting beaten up. Now, we know Preston Lord 
lost his life, which is tragic. And then you have loss of life and then people stand up and say something needs to be done. At what point do we start having a conversation about the people that are committing these acts? Why are we not as a society? Why is the senator not curious about the people that committed the crime? Why are we not curious? Let's say it's a convicted felon with, and I don't know any of this, I'm speculating, but what I'm doing is throwing out a theory like he did. What if it's somebody that has a criminal record, a violent criminal record, multiple offenses, and continues to find themselves in the revolving door of the justice system and back out on the street to commit more crimes? Why are we not changing those laws? The idea that someone who owns a firearm is inherently dangerous because they own them is such a false narrative and that somehow like Arizona has very lenient gun laws. And I will tell you that Arizona is a safe place to live. The idea that good people and and restricting them and good people and telling them they have to jump through a bunch of hoops. One thing would be, and I will tell you honestly, for me personally, my own personal opinion is that if I had to do more and it helped the problem, okay. But if you look around at straw buyers, uh, let me go back to existing laws for people that aren't informed. Alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. ATF is notified when someone tries to purchase a gun and they don't pass the background check. So it's someone who knows that they're not supposed to own firearms, but they try to circumvent the system and sneak one past. So they go into a firearms dealer and they give their information, hoping that they're going to be given or sold a firearm. When the system kicks them out and they're a convicted felon and they know they're not supposed to own firearms and they're not supposed to purchase firearms, that goes to the ATF. Now, I'm not dumping on the ATF. But the there is a minuscule number of people that are ever investigated for doing that. And if it's somebody with bad intentions, do you think they stop at a firearms dealer? How many times there was a, a mother here, uh, the suspect who uh, when I, I say they say suspect, but the person that shot um Uh, Officer Maldivan in the Phoenix Police Department, that person's mother has been convicted of buying a gun for him. Now, not the gun used in that shooting, which is even scarier, but that bought him a gun. She was a straw buyer. Those are the kinds of things that we have to stop. People that are modifying guns, selling guns illegally, those are the things we should be looking at. The idea that because I own firearms that I'm somehow dangerous and if you stop me or restrict me from getting firearms, you're going to make our society safer. That's not about me. It's about not making our society safer. The faster we have a conversation about the people that are doing these committing these crimes and why they continue to do them, the sooner we have that conversation, the better off we're going to be. In a moment, we shift to the economy. Retail, retail sales have dipped in the month of January more than expected. What does this mean overall? Next. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. All right, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's Neil Young is coming to Talking Stick Resort Amphitheater with Crazy Horse for the Love Earth Tour. Tickets go on sale tomorrow at 8 a.m. You could win a pair by visiting the contest page at KTAR.com. U.S. retail sales, I'm going to jump through some headlines. Retail sales fell 0.8% in January. Larger than expected loss came after a strong round of holiday shopping in December. High inflation is still squeezing American budgets. High inflation costing Americans more than $1,100 per month 
um, with compared with three years ago. Uh, small businesses are about to get hit with more regulations. U.S. National Debt Tracker. Um, see what American taxpayers owe. We owe over $34 billion, or trillion dollars. Um, by comparison, just four decades ago, the national debt was $907 billion. This is an interesting one. A FedEx founder, Fred Smith, said U.S. record debt is unsustainable. The former Home Depot CEO sounds the alarm on tremendous shift in the labor market, which we're going to get into in the moment or in a moment. Um, this idea that and what we're hearing is the narrative we're hearing is that business is the problem. Business owners and profits are the problem. And it's it, it, it's a, it's ridiculous. And the individuals who believe that don't live in that world either. So let me explain. We hear about corporate CEOs and how much money they make. Well, let me ask you a question because when we we talk about the people that tend to be outspoken about this and tend to be outspoken about being um, in favor of higher taxes. And uh, if you look at Hollywood, let's talk about Hollywood. Um, Is it okay that Tom Cruise makes... 50, 60, 100 million dollars of film. Well, that's what they're willing to pay him because they know what kind of money he brings in to the organization. Uh, George Clooney, the other famous actors and actresses who command high amounts of money. And then you have people that come in as extras for the day. They don't have a fancy trailer to go back to. They aren't fed meals all day long. They're out in the heat. They're just standing there. They make a minimum wage uh, according to whatever scale is for actors and actresses. Um, Is that fair? Or should we balance that? Should uh, should Tom Cruise's salary be cut in half and be distributed amongst the lowest paid people on a film? When do we ever talk about that? We don't because it's ludicrous. We understand that nobody's going to see the film because someone that's an extra that you're going to see for half a second on the film is in it. Or even someone that's in a full scene, even someone that participates as a character in a movie. You're there to see the new Tom Cruise movie. He's the one that is in, in commanding this. My point is we can we have these conversations in one aspect, but we don't have them everywhere. It is bothersome. Blaming business for things is outrageous. The idea that there are going to be new regulations put upon small businesses, usually the people that are in favor of that are people that have never run a small business. I just was with a bunch of uh, project managers and estimators the other night, and I I talked about it a little bit. This is the world I came from, the construction world here that I've come from. And it was a great group of probably 40 people. I think it was 35 or 40 people. Um, And it was great to be in a room of people that work like they do. And one of the things I loved about my past career is that everyone that I worked for in that industry were people that came up in the industry. Every electrical contractor I've ever worked for, when I worked for a contractor, came up through the trades like I did as an apprentice electrician, worked their way up to journeyman, became a master electrician, in most cases became a project manager, an estimator, learned how to bid work and collect money and do all of that from someone else that did it before them. And then they decided I can do this and they went out on their own and they did it. And so I love that world where you are in a world where you work your way up and if you're if you're good enough, you work your way up into a position where you can do it on your own and then you're teaching other people. Um, but those small business owners struggle with everything. You know, regulation is a big part of it. You got to pay your employees what, it, you know, what it takes to keep them on the job sites. Material costs, especially in my industry, fluctuate because copper is a commodity. 
So you're always doing everything you can to save as much as you can on the bottom line. More and more regulation comes in, and this is just – it's a big problem. But somehow the president of the United States, especially when he goes after the grocery industry, because I guess they would tell you that it's the grocery stores themselves going after the big ones. You know, the, the Albertsons, Safeways, Fries, Bashes to some degree, um, all of these companies that are fighting for a piece of that retail world. But in the end, what you're talking about are the farmers and the ranchers and the people that grow your food and what it costs them to do business. And the idea that we've got this battle going on between our government and business is, for me, a dark sign about what's happening. The labor market is changing. Layoffs are possibly coming in many areas. And I'm I'm not a downer on the economy. The Arizona economy is going strong. I'm thrilled that we have seen the job market remain very strong. But when you hear business, so now we have uh, the head of the Fed, come out and say we are on an unsustainable path fiscally. We have the uh, Congressional Budget Office, which is a nonpartisan office, come out and say we are on an unsustainable fiscal path with our national debt. And now you've got the former CEO of a major corporation like Home Depot who understands what debt and overwhelming debt can do to an organization. You know who pays that price in those companies? The lower level employees definitely pay the biggest price because when they have to rein things in, they have to lay people off. And they don't lay people off that are doing the most important work. They lay the people off that are in entry-level positions. In my world, it was the same way. In the electrical contracting world, it was the same way. I hired people that were helpers that didn't know anything about it. They made a lot more than minimum wage. Their job was to keep the journeymen and the apprentices working on the projects they were working on. They ran and got material. They ran and got tools. They cleaned up. They did those things. Those are the first people to go when you have to lay people off. The very people they claim to be helping are the people that they're not helping. All right, coming up in a moment, Gatos joins me. It's the Big Q poll question of the day. Stick around. The Gatos Big Q poll question brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. Good morning, Gatos. Oh, that Russia story is not good. Yeah, it's a little worrisome, a nuclear weapon in outer space. It sounds like yep. Star Wars coming true. So here's my cue, uh, Mike. The U.S. has new intelligence that shows Russia wants to deploy a nuclear anti-satellite system in space. Should the U.S. stop Putin from doing this? A, yes, B, no, C. I'm not sure. Are there any rules in space? I think it's a valid question. I don't know. Are you allowed to do what you want to do? Out in space? Is there any rules? Can we stop them? I have no idea. And I'm also wondering, you know, really, are you putting a nuke up there to shoot down a satellite or are you putting a nuke up there to shoot us down? And apparently, though, there are there are agreements between nations and the U.S. is saying this violates every agreement that the Hmm. world has made about outer space and nuclear weapons. Well, doesn't China think they own the moon? (laughs) I don't know. I I haven't heard that. Oh, I've heard that. I've heard that they think that they own the moon. I'm pretty sure. I'll have to look that up again. But, I mean, I don't know, man. Listen, if you put up a nuke there Uh and they say, okay, I want to take out the U.S., uh, their satellite system. Dude, it would cause chaos in America like you wouldn't believe. I mean, that's an act of war. Yeah, Yeah, throughout the world, yes. So I don't really know what we're going to do. Um, I don't know if you can shoot a nuke down. I have no idea. 
Does 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 some of that radiation trickle then down to the atmosphere? I'm. It's a crazy story, and only Putin could come up with something like this. Yeah, and the interesting part about this, remember, under the Trump administration, we started the Space Force. Yeah, what is the Space Force? What what, what was that? I, I I'll I'll be honest. I, I don't do think a- any. I do a lot of military events and I've not met any. You know, the only thing more rare at a military event in Arizona than someone from the Coast Guard is somebody from the Space Force. I know that people work in the Space Force. I just don't know what it does. Right. I have no idea. I have no clue. Like what exactly it sounds kind of it's well, it sounds kind of strange. It's like Space Force and everybody's making fun of it, but I really don't know what it does. Right. And is this going to be, is this the next generation where instead of having our, the Air Force, where we've got, you know, obviously the best fighter jets in the world, the F-35s and the and the B-1 bombers and the, and the B-2s, all the things that we have at our disposal, is the next level going to be being able to fight a military battle in outer space? Yeah, they've been talking about that for years. I know, I know. For years. And I, I don't. I mean, you see it in a movie and you know how that works, but we don't have that kind of technology. And I'm like, I have no idea how that would work in space. I have no idea. I have no idea. It's, it's a, a weird thing, man, but is. I don't think you can let Putin do this. I think you're probably going to have to figure a way to stop it. And, and how much proof is this now of his intent in the world? Is, is this what's this really about for them? Uh, taking over the world, probably. Yeah. Uh, you know, is this him yeah. regaining power? You know, the, he came from the Soviet Union and, you know, yeah. that's a great question. Yeah, I think that's I think you're on it. I think he, he wants he wants a Soviet Union, but bigger. Yeah. All right, man. We'll talk tomorrow. See you, man. All right, that's Gatos. The BQ poll question today is brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. We talk about the border in a few minutes and the new numbers that have come in. Stick around.